Welcome to another episode of Open Doors, Conversations with Heart of the Father. I'm your host, Jacqueline Harper. Open Doors is a conversation about inviting God's love, presence, and power into our hearts. We are friends and teammates from Heart of the Father Ministries who share in the mission of setting captive hearts free through Unbound Ministry. We're so glad you could join us. And welcome to our Heart of the Father Ministries podcast. I'm Rachel Lozano, our local ministry team coordinator here at Heart of the Father. And I have with me today Jude Christopher. And Jude has been a part of Unbound Ministry for so long that I can't even recall the first time that we met. I feel like you've been here from almost the beginning. And she's just an amazing woman. She's the co-founder of Unbound New Hampshire and helps run it as well as coordinating Abba's House of Mercy and Prayer at St. Andre Bissett Parish. So welcome, Jude. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks for asking me. Sure. So Jude is touching a lot of lives for Jesus through Unbound Ministry. But this calling didn't appear from out of the blue. Before Jude went on to minister to others, she first received Unbound Ministry. And today we have the opportunity to hear Jude's story. So Jude, can you start by sharing a little bit about yourself? Help us to get to know you a little bit better. Well, my given name is Judith Christopher, and my friends called me Jude. Um, That was a nickname my mother gave me because she always said that St. Jude was the patron saint of hopeless cases. Can I interrupt you for one sec? Sure. My second son's name is Jude, and for the same exact reason, after St. Jude. (laughs) And we always tell him, you're the patron saint of hopeless causes. You you bring hope. (laughs) Well, little did she know that that was a prophetic nickname. So I was very grateful for that. Um, I live in a beautiful riverside um, apartment. I have a wonderful view of the river and uh, in, in Manchester, New Hampshire. And um, I grew up on Plum Island in Newburyport, Massachusetts. So water is a good thing for me. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I grew up at the mouth of the Merrimack River, which is where I'm now living on the Merrimack yeah. River. So I'll be about 75 years old in three months. You don't look it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, some days I feel at other state, other days I'm 15. Yeah. Um, and my husband and David and I will be celebrating our 49th wedding anniversary in August, on the 5th of August. That's so amazing. we're excited about that. We live together in our apartment is handicapped accessible. He is wheelchair bound and mostly housebound. Mm-hmm. But we just purchased, praise you God, we just purchased a, a wheelchair van. So I can get him out in the wheelchair van now. Oh, that's a, that's wonderful. All I have to say is ice cream and he's there. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. I, I feel the same yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. We have three children and eight grandchildren, four on earth and four in heaven. So that's great. Basically my personal life. Right. You in a nutshell, right? <laughs> a little nutshell. Yeah, me in a nutshell. Yeah. And... 
So I know you've been involved in Abound for so long, but can you tell me a little bit about what did your life look like before you encountered Unbound Ministry? What was your relationship like with the Lord? It was, I knew he, I knew he was there. I knew Jesus. I was a regular churchgoer, but I just had never really encountered him, uh, not on a personal level. Before I was introduced to Unbound, I was rather self-sufficient, self-abusive. The way I talked to myself was always contrary to the way God thought about me. So I was really not moving in a good direction. and Everything was my fault. Um, I was afraid to make a mistake. Um, I grew up with an alcoholic dad, and, uh, and he spent a considerable amount of time at the 19th hole of the golf course. So uh, my dad's way of um, encouraging me was to put me down so I'd try harder. And I didn't try harder. I gave up. I just thought I would never live up to anybody's expectations. And because my name was Judith, he called me Dithy Dum Dum. And that was his favorite nickname for me. So I grew up believing that I was incapable, basically. I was clueless about God's love for me because I'd never really experienced unacceptable um, um, love from my dad or from my mother. It, it was just kind of like a dead space for me. I'm sure a lot of people can so. relate to that story. I know that um, I have some similar aspects to my own story of just missing out on on who God is and his love yeah. for us. Right. So had it then, right. so here's where you are. You're, you know, you feel like you're dumb, you're incapable. The Lord doesn't love you. How do you first hear about Unbound, and what makes you finally decide to even go? Well, this was this was a journey, and it, and it really started out with the baptism of the Spirit. I changed parishes to a very Holy Spirit filled parish in 1993, and the Lord sort of nudged me along, nudged me along, and the pastor of that parish was a man by the name of Father Mark Montminy. And he started in New Hampshire um, at the diocese, spiritual renewal services. And in 2000, God put me in the office of spiritual renewal services. I had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> I was absolutely clueless. And um, I was an administrative assistant and um, I enjoyed what I was doing. And Father Mark Druin, um, what had been, he had been the associate pastor of, of the parish that I was in, but he had been moved many, you know, like 10 years before I went to the diocese, but he remembered me. And when he became the bishop's liaison to the Catholic charismatic renewal in the diocese of Manchester, he asked me to come and be on his core team. And I, I couldn't figure that one out because we really didn't have much of it, an association other than the confessional. I must have had said some really interesting things in that confessional for him to remember me. But um, be, and because of my association with the Office of Spiritual Renewal, he invited me to join him. And one night he called me up and he said, I'd like you to come down and have dinner with me. I have something to ask you. And I said, Sure. And I was flabbergasted. I was actually godsmacked. I had no idea. No priest had ever asked me to do anything like that before. So um, I went down and I was curiosity driven, I have to admit. Um, and I, I went down for dinner and we had 
we had supper at a lovely Asian restaurant. And then after dinner, he reached in his raincoat pocket and he pulled out Unbound and he handed it to me and said, read this. This guy's coming to my parish and I want you to be on team. Love it. You, you, you just don't say no to Father Mark. <laughs> you, 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 you don't say no to him. And um, once I encountered the truth in that book, all hell couldn't keep me away from asking for a prayer session. That's amazing. I mean, I feel like I would love to hear Father Mark's side of the story and what was the Holy Spirit saying to him to have that dinner with you and what his plan was, you know, what the the Holy Spirit just orchestrated that and his plan for you and, and how he used Father Mark. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was, it was just funny. It was just, yeah, read this. He's coming to my parish. (laughs) So you read Unbound, and what did you think? I was greatly relieved. That's the only way. I I kept thinking, oh, my gosh, it's not all me. Mm. That was was the best part about it. It, It's maybe there's something else here that I'm not seeing. Um, I gave – it was about that point, even even in the – charismatic renewal in the baptism of the spirit, I didn't totally understand because I had all of this trash in front of me. Right. But the unbound program, I saw that the five keys were a way of getting rid of all of that stuff. And I was, I was overjoyed and I couldn't wait. And so I picked up the phone and I called somebody of my acquaintance and said, do you know about, you know about Unbound because you had this man come to your parish? And he said, yeah. I said, well, I want an Unbound session. So he said he would arrange it. So he gave me the directions and I drove down to Massachusetts. It was about an hour and a half and um, went to this place that the man who was going to be um, praying with me, it was his, his place of employment. I got in there and there were this man and four other intercessors. And I went, whoa, I'll be all right. Yeah, a little overwhelming. <laughs> I, yeah, it was like a committee. And um, so I, I thought, I'm, I've got to, I'm willing to do anything to get mm-hmm. set free, anything. Lord, you name it, I'll do it. So in the course of that session, I forgave my dad. Uh, on, a, on numerous levels, and I, and my mother and a lot of other people, but my dad mostly for the abandonment of the family, mm-hmm. because he spent so much time. We never saw him from the from the beginning of April till the end of November, because he was gone on the golf course. And um, when he came back, it was not a place where you wanted to be. You didn't want to be around him. So I I forgave him, um, and I forgave him for abandoning the family and about. Two hours later, I left that place and my legs were like rubber and I was Mm. dry heaving and, oh my, (laughs) Um, I got in my car and I started driving home. And then I realized that um, I had been sitting in a pro shop at a golf club and the man who prayed deliverance with me was the golf pro. And I thought... God, you've got such a sense of humor. I was going to say the same thing. Oh, my. I, I laughed all the way home. I just couldn't put it together that God would be that personal, that he would know where the biggest wound in my life was and bring me there. And what so, do you mean? He just puts his finger on it, that you can't 
deny that every step of the way that that was the Lord. And just in case you want to forget, he's going to remind you in such a gentle and loving way. Yeah. There was no mistaking it. No mistaking it. That's amazing. Uh, And I loved how you were saying that once you wanted to get set free, nothing was going to keep you away. I know that's for me. I, at that point when I wanted freedom, I would tell my story, all my dirty laundry in front of groups of people. If I wanted to be set free, I didn't care because I wanted to be done with it. So I I totally understand that. And I feel like I hear that from so many people who are coming from ministry. They just, they want to be done. So definitely that crux of it was being able to forgive your dad and for abandoning your family. Uh, Did you have some key things that you were able to renounce that, so we've got to hear a little bit about your background. What were some of those key spirits that you were able to renounce during that session? Do you remember? Do you look back? I sure do. Yeah. I, I remember, by the grace of God, I remembered an event horizon. When I was about four years old, my parents were having a party and my mother came up and got me out of bed and she put on my going to Grammy jammies. So those were the good jammies. And um, she said, come on, you're going downstairs. Dad wants you to join the party. Well, my brother was asleep and my sister was asleep, but I was the princess and I was going down those stairs to join my dad. It was his birthday party. It was Mm -hmm. in November. I was, I was so excited to be so included and when I got downstairs, my father proceeded to tell me what a horrid child I was and in front of all his friends and how he was so ashamed of me. And I ran over to him and I put my arms around his legs and I said, I'm so sorry, Daddy. I just love you. Sorry. I went up those stairs with confusion, rejection the feeling that I didn't belong. Um, I was just so hurt. And I went to bed and I remember sobbing. And years later, my mother, in her innocence, was trying to tell me as a obnoxious teenager how sweet I used to be as a little girl. Mm. And then she gave me this whole story about my father's party. I remembered that party, but I didn't remember what transpired and why they brought me downstairs. It was my dad. He had been bragging about no matter what he did or said to me, I would love him anyways. Wow. So I was giving unconditional love, but not getting it in return. Right. And that was an event horizon and all kinds of other things like rebellion came after that. I remember being told I couldn't go into the chicken coop I went in the chicken coop, (laughs) little things like that. Um, I didn't believe my parents anymore. Um, And and when I was called to do something, all there was was a dread of being disgraced. So those are some of the things that um, I was very much set free from. That's amazing. I I don't care about being disgraced anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's fun. (laughs) It's like... Go ahead, you know, land on me. It's fine right, with me. Right. Jesus, I've got, I've got I know, I know my father, thinks, right? I know, yeah, I know who yeah, I belong to. I know to. my dad, my mm-hmm. Abba. That's beautiful. Yeah. So when I did that Unbound session, I had no expectations, really. I didn't mm-hmm. know 
what the Lord would do, or I didn't even know if he would do anything, but um, I just had a heart that was, that desired freedom and that willingness to do anything, whatever, to get rid of whatever's between me and the Lord. And, <sighs> That's all you That's, need. I mean, your daddy delivered, right? You come. Daddy delivered me. And yeah. he yeah. is going to give you what your heart desires. He gave me a whole new family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he gave me an opportunity, and I was no longer the dumb-dumb. You are um, not. I mean— those of you who are listening, you do not know Jude, but that is not a word I would ever use to describe her. I feel like, Jude, you are somebody who sees something that needs to be done or the right thing, and you go after it, and there is no stopping you. And you just command respect, and I feel like you're definitely someone I look up to and I trust. So, Well, I, thank you, Rachel. You are welcome. Thank you. Yeah. Well, so, it was... Um, it was the Holy Spirit through the willingness of Neil Lozano to write that book that has really set an explosion off in the mm-hmm. world. You know, it was like it was like a spark at first, and now then it was a fuse, and then it was ba-boom. Right. And right. watching it, I've been involved with Unbound since 2004. I remember Janet Lozano calling me, oh, our groupie is here. <laughs> So, yeah, I was definitely an unbound groupie. Yeah. Well, you're a Jesus groupie, right? You get yeah, set free. Yeah, that, that I am. You're going to go yep. where he's moving, right? Yeah, that's where I want to be. Besides being all on board for Unbound after getting that session, how did things change in your heart um, afterwards? I don't know if your dad was still alive afterwards. Was there any difference in your relationship with him? You know, I never thought of that. No, my dad was not alive mm. at that particular time. I wish he had been because I would have been able to go to him and forgive him in person and ask forgiveness for being such such a difficult child. <laughs> but um, what was different was it didn't happen immediately. It was the next morning when I woke up and I, I looked at the picture of Jesus on the wall And I went, I'm new. Hmm. I knew that I had experienced and was experiencing that scripture in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 that said, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The new has come, the old has passed. And I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that I was new. And I would never again in my whole life be afraid to raise my hand. Amen. And that is true. I didn't know Jude before, but I knew Jude after, and you would not be afraid to raise your hands. <laughs> Never. No. Uh, no. So um, have there been, were there, so we hear a lot about for people, their first Unbound session, how they were so amazingly set free. And I know for me, I got really set free in my first Unbound session, but that wasn't it. You no. know, I had other sessions at different points in my life that really impacted me and who I am. And so did you have any, you don't have to share all of them, but if are there are a couple of sessions that stand out for you where the Lord touched your heart again? Let me answer that this way. Okay. Over the course of time, I have, the, the Holy Spirit has unfolded lies that I have believed that stopped me from being who God created me to be. 
and it's been a, a process. It's always a process. Um, each lie that was exposed and renounced, I was able to experience God's love for me at a deeper level. Mm-hmm. I've been utterly astonished. I remember, I remember once when um, Father Mark was having kneeled back to his parish for the second time. It was the night before, and Neil was giving instructions to the team. And Father Mark approached me, and he said to me, by the way, you're in charge of the team. <laughs> and I went, Father Mark strikes again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was not my parish. I didn't know these people. Um, this was my second Unbound conference. At that time, we had no training. You know, it was like very little training in, in right. how to pray right. Unbound. And I remember leaving that place, and there was this thing on my chest. I, I went to bed and I was I had this heavy, heavy thing. And in the middle of the night, I was woken up. And have you ever seen those thumb books with, um, it looks like a cartoon and it moves up and down. And if you, you, you thumb the book and it was like a thumb book. And I could see every place in my life where I had been, quote, disgraced. Right. So I went, what is that? Lord, it wasn't there when I walked into that meeting. Now it's there. What is that? And the word was dread. And I was all alone. I renounced dread. I I asked the Lord to come and bless me. I did an unbound session on myself at two o'clock in the morning, and I was set free from dread. Hmm. And um, it keeps trying to crawl back in, like today, (laughs) you know, but it's gone. You know, I, I know the enemy. I know what to do with the enemy. And it's it's just such a blessing. Mm-hmm. I love that. I mean, I feel like one of the things I was thinking about is how then do we use Unbound in our everyday life after we have been set free? And I can totally relate to that, that when those lies come to me, I know what to do. So in the name yeah. of Jesus, I renounce dread. And in the name of Jesus, I renounce fear that we always have those tools and that power in the name of Jesus. And now we know. The the other wonderful thing about praying the five keys with people is that when you lead them in prayer and you say, you know, you, you get their permission, first of all, and you tell them these are the things that you've, you know, that you've brought up and you say to them things like, in the name of Jesus, I renounce rejection and they repeat after you, you're, you're renouncing rejection yourself. Hmm. So for everything that you ask them to renounce, you're also renouncing it. So that that just keeps me squeaky clean. (laughs) I like that. It's like taking a spiritual bath every time I pray with somebody else. Yeah. And it's such a reminder that I get to train our teams here. And I always am saying we get to receive as much as we give in those ministry sessions. And I feel like you put that so beautifully about how the Lord is so good and allows us to receive even as we give away and minister to others. That's the gift. We can, we're all done for today. And I just want to thank you, Jude, so much for being with us here today. It was an honor to hear your story and for you to share your heart and such a, a gift for me because I know I've known you for all these years, but I've never had the opportunity to hear your story. So thank you for sharing that with me. Thank you for asking. God bless you, Rachel Lozano and all the Lozanos. (laughs) God bless you. Thank you. 
And I'm going to do a little plug for Jude. If you do want to find her team, you can go to heartofthefather.com and go to find a team. And they are under New Hampshire, both her teams. Uh, so Unbound New Hampshire and also the Abba's Heart uh, or sorry, the Abba's House of Mercy and Prayer at St. Andre Bassett Parish. And we also here right outside of Philadelphia are having our first in-person Freedom Unbound Freedom and Christ Conference on October 7th, 8th, and 9th. So if you're in New Hampshire, check out Jude. If you're closer to here to us in Philadelphia, we'd love for you to come to our conference. So God bless you, Jude. Thanks, and have a wonderful day. Thanks, Rachel. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about taking hold of the freedom you have been given in Christ, check out our website, heartofthefather.com, and find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is Matt, Jen, Rachel, and Jacqueline saying goodbye until next time. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and eat with him. And he with me. Revelation 3.20